Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forrester, the wine coach, and I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, beer, spirits, food, and so much more. This week, we're going to be talking holiday wines with a good friend of mine, Chris Coker. He's the sommelier at Jack's Bistro here in Baltimore. Then, after we give you some great wines for the holidays, I'm going to give you my holiday gift-giving ideas. But first, Chris gives us three wines perfect for your next dinner party or get-together this holiday. And... We're going to have those gifts for cork dorks like you, Chris. I have my top picks. All right. Well, before we get to those gift gift giving, the first thing that people are writing and writing to me about that listen to the show are, oh, my gosh, all my family and friends are coming to my house for the holidays. I have no idea what wines to pick. Mm-hmm. So in our Sips of the Week segment, which we always start the show off with, I challenged you to bring me yes. three great wines, a bubbly, a white, and a red, that you think are great for the holidays, and then we're just going to explore why. That sounds fantastic. Okay, great. Well, you are the official sommelier at Jack's Bistro, I and I know just, I'd say recently, but within yes. the last six months, right, you took this position? Uh, August okay. was my first month there. I used to eat at Jack's all the time from the very beginning of the restaurant. And now you got to work that down. (laughs) You were with us last year. You were the sum at Bluegrass. Yes. And they're still doing well. In Federal Hill. Mm -hmm. But now you've made this switch. So what can we expect to see at Jack's? What are you bringing to Jack's that'll be changed up a little bit with your new role? I've decided to completely focus on Ted's food. Our chef, Ted Stelzmuller, is phenomenal. He's been on the show. He's great. And um, everyone who goes there eats. No one really just goes to the bar just to have a few cocktails. They go to have a few cocktails and to, you know, eat some food. So there's no better way to focus on wine than to focus it with the food itself. So everything at Jack's, all the wine, it's about 60 to 70 bottles um, and about 10 by the glass. All of that is focused directly on Ted's food. So oh, very exciting. That. It's, it's a, a Psalm's dream come true. Oh, I love it. Because they always had a big focus on beer, but now yes. you're going to also up the ante on the wine selection. Wine. Uh, we, I went over to um, for a trifecta. Their beer has always been great. Uh, Ryan uh, Sparks, who does our cocktails, uh, they're phenomenal. And okay. so it was about time that the wine list equaled those two uh, lists already. So Okay, great. So I gave you this challenge. Bring yes. me three great holiday wines. Very exciting. And these are all going to be available at Wells Discount Liquors and yes. probably uh, some of them available if we come see you. At Jack's, definitely. All right. So where do people start? Well, I think that what you should do is, if you are a wine drinker to begin with, just focus on your favorite wines throughout the year. What were your favorites? What do you want to present to other people? If you're excited about it, then 90% of the time, your guests and your family are going to be equally as excited about it. That's true. And you have plenty of time here. It's the 14th of December. you got 10 days to pull this together by Mm -hmm. Christmas Eve. So pick a wine you're passionate about, and you've done that, and start there. So let's start with a bubbly because you and I are equally as passionate about sparkling wine, champagne uh, as well. What'd you bring me that's pink and bubbly here because it looks delicious. Well, this was the hardest category because when it comes to bubbles, I just love the whole spectrum. And champagne definitely is one of my loves, but I know that it's a little expensive for some people. So I went somewhere that mimics the flavors of champagne, 
um, yet a little bit more affordable. And the quality is definitely super high. And that's out of California. It's called Schramsberg. And this is their Brut Rosé, which is 70% Pinot Noir and 30% Chardonnay. And there is about 28% barrel fermented. So you get a little nutty toastiness off of that as well. It's really beautiful. Yes. And the the... You know, one of the signs of a great sparkling wine or champagne is the, you know, the tiny bubbles and how they're integrated to the wine. And it is so well structured. I mean, it has some good body to it. Mm -hmm. And I uh, actually went to Schramsberg, Camp Schramsberg. I don't know if you know about that. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) I have not. But they challenge you at the Culinary Institute to do a whole menu from appetizer to dessert with their sparkling wine. Right. And you can do that. It's not just for starter. This has some real body and finesse to it, right? Well, I like to pick rosé sparkling because not only is it, to me, the most delicious of all the categories of bubbles, but it is the easiest to pair almost everything with. It's still going to go with lighter appetizer dishes, yet some of your heavier entrees, like I would dare to have steak with this rosé. You know, it might not be the absolute perfect pairing, but it's not going to be bad. It's got brilliant acidity to it. It's got a big, silky body to it. It's just going to go with almost everything you can think about. Wow. Are we still talking about wine? Big, Uh, silky body. Not always, no. Here we go. (laughs) Okay, Schramsberg Rosé. We found it at Wells Discount Liquors for $47. So. About the price of like a starter champagne, yes. But you're, I think, for the value, you're getting more in the glass more, here, right? Much more. And I just read recently on the website for Schramsberg that uh, they did blind tastings in six cities, including Tokyo. Uh, yes. The rest were in the United States, and their Tete de Cuvées um, placed first and second amongst some of the greatest champagnes in the world. That's uh, true, inclu- including Cristal. Yep. We and had Hugh Davies on here, and he told us about that last year. Uh, that's exciting. It is really exciting. So delicious. We've had that. So next to that, we have a white. Yes. And this white isn't, you know, we think with white wines, light and yes. crisp and just kind of not so serious. What did you bring us here? Because this is kind of a serious white. Well, when you get into the winter months, you start feeling comfort. You want to be comforting. You want to sit by the fire. You want something big and lush to warm you up. And white wine can definitely do that. But you have to focus on what has the larger body. And not necessarily with oak. Chardonnays can be big, but that's because of the oak contact. So I focus on something that's barrel fermented, but the varietals are lush to begin with. And so for me, I went to the Rhone Valley, the Southern Rhone. And there they have um, Marsan, Roussan, Viognier, and most especially Grenache Blanc. Mm-hmm. These are very viscous in your mouth, but they have beautiful, lush fruit flavors. And I just like to say that it's bodacious and sexy. It's a beautiful, <laughs> gorgeous wine. Who doesn't want a sexy white on I'm their dinner table? I'm right there with you. And this is something that, you know, can definitely go with so many different dishes once again. It's got a broad spectrum to pair with. Right. So I really focus on that. What, what can I maximize um, my efforts of pairing uh, with what wine? So the, if it has a broad spectrum, it makes it easier for me to cook. Great. And this is the 2012 yes. Famille Perrin. Right. Very exactly. famous family of the Brown, Very the Perrin family. family. And that is from Chateau Bocastal, which yes. is one of the the best producers in Chateau Neuf de Pop. And this is the Reserve Cote de Blanc yes. uh, 2012. All right. And the, I found this at Wells for ten ninety nine, So great, great value, value. Under $11, just under. And you mentioned something about, you know, the weight of this and the mm-hmm. and the the power and the complexity exactly. of the flavors. So that's one of the pairing rules that yes. people want to think about, right? Is matching that weight of the wine to the weight of their food. Most so especially. normally we think white with your light apps and your flaky fishes. 
So tell me where I can go bigger with this white. Where can I go? How okay. big can I go? <laughs> you, I would do if I was to pair this later in a course, uh, a course stout meal. I would pair this with pork. Okay? Mm. Any kind of like you can do the standing roast. You okay. can do pork chops. You can definitely go a little heavier with this. Um, also, duck, heavier poultries, goose. Okay. Um, I would not hesitate to pair with that. But also, I love to begin a meal with charcuterie. And for me, this wine with charcuterie is oh, absolutely delicious. One. The salty brininess of the meats with this wine, the flashy fruit-driven uh, flavors. It really is lush. It yes. has such a great nose. And Okay, wonderful. Okay, well, this is I'm getting lost into these two wines, <laughs> but we're going to have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the sommelier at Jack's Bistro, Chris Coker, with his last holiday wine, It's a Red. Yes. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach, and we're back with Chris Coker from Jack's Bistro. We're talking holiday wines. We just had the delicious Schramsberg Rosé from 2009. Great bubbly pink champagne is back. Well, we <laughs> it can't is. call it champagne because the French get so upset about it. It's from California, but it's delicious. And then you also had that bodacious <laughs> white, <laughs> the Cotarone Blanc from uh, from Perrin. It's a reserve from 2012, but super affordable. Are you kidding me? It is 10.99. Yes, and and so delicious. Now we're going to move to a red because. Let's face it, 60% or more of yes. people prefer red. You can't not have a red at your holiday gathering. Well, yeah, and I also think it's so cold out now. Colder than we have have been in a couple of years. Right. So uh, I crave red in this weather. Yes. So, and I'm a huge white drinker, but I crave red in this weather. Me too, me too. So one of the things, you talked about picking the wines you're passionate about. Yes. But the thing that can be really maddening to people is they, you know, they have this menu and they feel really kind of blocked in by the menu with what wines they can pick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, my husband, Michael, yes. Chef Michael, and we have this debate all the time because when we go out to dinner, I want to pick out the wine I want to drink and yes. then I'll pick the food that goes with it. Because that's, that's to me what brilliant. comes first. He thinks the food comes first, and then you pick the wine. <laughs> so it's us. two different perspectives, but I think you agree with me. Completely. That's what you're saying, right? I agree 100%. Uh, what I did this year was I picked wine that I loved, and then I'm pairing food with it. I'm building the food around the wine. And a perfect example is leading into the red that I, I've chosen. I went yes. to Argentina to Mendoza, and um, not Malbec. I, I know, want to that's try what something different. Would think. Yes, and um, so this is this is from Colonia Las Libres, and which means Colony of Rabbits. And uh, <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> of course it does. It's that like my backyard. Sense. Okay, <laughs> um, but there are so many rabbits in this vineyard of Bernarda, and Bernarda's uh, G um, DNA testing has proven that Charbono out of California and Bernarda are the same grape, but mm. they perform very differently in the different um, habitats. So in Mendoza, it's going to be not as black and inky and much more red fruited but this okay. is a big velvety wine uh completely just easy to drink um which is probably the worst thing about it is that no, it goes I think down that's way a great too fast thing. <laughs> <laughs> so late um, i'll do a quick history hit yes late in the 1880s mm -hmm. there was a disease killing the vines in yes. in europe in france and italy and a lot of the winemakers went to argentina to find 
healthy vines and yes. a place to have work because they were out of work mm-hmm. and brought some of their healthy vines with them. Bernarda being one of them. Yes. And Malbec coming from France, but Bernarda from Italy. Actually, Bernarda is from the Savoie region of France. There we go. So it is not you cr- Italian. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. See, I learned something every day too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so Bernarda coming from France. Malbec coming from France. France. So mm-hmm. a lot of these wines that we think are Argentinian. Yes. Some people don't even know Malbec anywhere but Argentina. Exactly. But they do come from Europe. So great. So we have Bernarda. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of drinking a non-traditional varietal, which I'm exactly. going to talk about next weekend as one of the trends in the wine world. Mm-hmm. Tell me what we expect in the glass from this. Well, what we expect is, like I said, red fruited. So if you like Grenache, I think you're going to love Bernarda. Uh, and Grenache is the main varietal in a, a Cote de Rhone. So you're going to get lots of red fruit. So in here, I get like red cherries, red raspberries. I also get maybe a little bit of black cherry quality as well. But there is a nice smokiness, which mm-hmm. is fantastic for what I think it should be paired with, which is what is the classic dish coming out of Argentina, but steak with chimichurri. And oh, nice. this is perfect because there is a, an herbaceousness, like a sage rosemary quality about this as well, which bringing the chimichurri in would be absolutely perfect. Oh, it smells so delicious. And it's a really nice medium weight red. It's not yes. like a over, hit you over the head tannic. Exactly. Right. Which would only appeal to I would be fine with. But I'd be perfect with that. <laughs> many of my relatives <laughs> would not. Um, so it's got the fruit there, but also that interesting earthy smokiness to it. Mm-hmm. And just it just really is smooth on the palate. I like to see this as a people pleaser. Okay, it's got lush fruit. It's not too heavy. It's mm-hmm. not too tannic, but it's well structured and well made and goes so beautifully with food. So, it's just one of those perfect little wines. So, you could just you could just basically do a fruit uh, a fruit a steak. <laughs> There's fruit in there. Mm-hmm. You could do a, a plain steak, but you're saying maybe up the ante and do mm-hmm. a little bit of a chimichurri like more Argentinian yes. inspired. And most people think chimichurri might be spicy, but there is no spice to it at all. It's just an a kind of like an herb vinaigrette that you put over top of steak. And it just adds a little something special to the steak. Great. Well, I think your lineup of three holiday wines is a great idea. But if folks just don't want to deal with this at all, they just want to come to Jack's Bistro <laughs> and see them. you in the meantime, How could tell us how they can get in touch with you and come see you. Well, you can always contact Jack's. Uh, we only take reservations for parties of five or more. Okay. Yeah, but it's also really great to visit us on Monday, or sorry, we're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, but on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, which is always pretty easy to get a table at that time. Okay. Weekends are crazy, but I, I would bet. love to see you, and I would love to guide you through our wine list and put a nice, you know, very special a bottle of wine down for you. Oh, yeah. Chris is so much fun, and he always knows the right wine to pick, and I always learn something. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Chris Coker from Jack's Bistro. Your web address is... JacksBistro.net. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being with us. You know, you're very welcome. My pleasure.